All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, February 21st of 2024. Looking ahead, we have a five-game NHL main slate later this evening, and NBA returns tomorrow, and PGA tees off early tomorrow as well. So it should be a fun couple days of DFS here. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at SaberSim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and you want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You also get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the SaberSim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that said, we're going to jump right in here. Uh, we do this show Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern. In case you didn't know, we did have a time change within the last two weeks here. So I'm going to get SaberSim pulled up. Uh, we do have quite a few questions that came in here, so we should be pretty busy uh, to start. But if you guys have any more questions that you guys want to get answered, you can always drop those in the chat and we will get to all the questions before the end of the show. So first question here from Buckeye. Question says, for NASCAR, is there a way to write a rule based on starting position for Daytona? I wanted guys from the back, minimum four drivers, but did not see a way unless I bumped their projection. So the easiest way to do this would be with a group rule here. So what I would do is I would, I would go back to Monday, go to NASCAR, go to the cup race here. And let's say I'm just starting in a fresh build. You know, this is a you know new race you're playing again this upcoming week here. So I'm going to open up a new build. So this build two here. And let's say that, you know, I want to sort by starting position, right? Okay, you know, maybe I want at least four drivers that are 30th or, or, or later, right? So I would go to the settings. I would go to lineup rules. I would go to add new rule, rule type group, leave method as manual here, and then say use at least four. And then I would just select these guys using the icon here on the left-hand side. And then as many as I select will create my rules. So I'm just going to do 30 through 40 here. And now I, it tells me I have 11 players in my group. I'm going to say use at least four. I save that rule. Now this rule will be honored in each individual lineup that is created when you kick off your build. So that is how you do that. Looks like Sean jumped in. So appreciate you, Sean, but did want to walk through it here on the show live. All right, next question here from Jay Sams Jr. Question says, how can you find va value manually if there are no players sitting out on specific teams? Question for NBA. Uh, so good question. So our projections aren't up for Thursday yet. Projections aren't up for Thursday yet. So I'm going to go back to, I think our last slate was on Thursday. And I'm going to go to NBA here. And we just had a very small three-game slate. And let's see if projections load here. So the easiest way to do this, first and foremost, is just come into SaberSim, go to your slate, and just sort by value. And just do the value column descending. And then this will give you a pretty good idea, hey, where, if any, value...
that kind of tells you that, hey, something's going on with this team where somebody's out, somebody's starting that normally doesn't because typically the sites won't get the value that far off. Uh, you know, you, you normally see things on like fives, like five to six, five and a half range. So when the value gets above six, there's usually something weird going on, but just coming in here, sorting by value is going to be the easiest way to just kind of get familiar with the slate. NHL stats are not as detailed as the NBA side of the Sims. So good question. You know, I, I really think that, you know, the question is, is more of like a feature request. Like, Hey, if we could see the ice time, that would be awesome. So I'm going to take this back to the team as a feature request, just for NHL detailed stats in general, and let the team know that people are asking about that. All right. Next question. Does NHL late swap incorporate live positions in the same way that NFL does? Is it checking how likely dupes are based on the field's picks so far and adjusting for that contest flashback Sims? Is there any plan to add support for a smaller contest between four and 10 persons that generally don't appear for the small contest? The lowest setting possible is for slates between 100 to one K would this still be suitable to use in a 10 man contest or should changes be made? Uh, Triple questions here. No worries, man. So first thing is that we do not have live Sims right now for NHL. So like one thing that you're going to notice if you go over to NHL, uh, this functionality just hasn't simply been built out yet. It is something that we want to build out. But one thing that you're going to notice is that we only have one set of field lineups for NHL at the moment. So we only have, you know, one set of ownership projections. We don't have the 13 buckets uh, like we do for NBA and NHL and MLB here. So that's one thing. Uh, we don't have the live Sims here. So we're not, you know, projecting, you know, further into the slate, how we think players are going to do throughout the games here. And then for the contest flashback, um, I don't know how exactly we determine like, hey, what contests get pulled in here. I think these are mostly just like larger size GPPs. I don't think we're going to be including the 10 mans like in the near future here. Those like any type of like cash gamey style uh, contests are, are something that I think is a little bit further down the line here. And then it says, you know, for this, for the small contest, the lowest settings possible is for slates between 100 to one K. So, so there's, there's two options here. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. So in the settings, when you go to, your build settings entrance, there is, you know, 11 to 100 or less than 10 here. So your build settings are key. You may be talking about the Sabre score here, but if you're using Sabre, I like, like if, if you're um, on contests, if you're on ultimate, which it looks like you are uh, with the ability to use the contest Sims, what I would be doing is just setting up manual contest Sims. So like, yeah, they're not in the list, that doesn't mean you can't make one, right? So then what you do is you come in here and then you set your contest size. Okay, hey, you know, uh, there's 10 people. Okay, you know, percent versus X, uh, X percent of entries get paid. And then you just set up your number of Sims. So the the drop down for the contest, the payout structure is just a way to autofill this information on contest size, percent of first percent entries paid. You can always go in here. So 
I would just do this manually and then you should be all set there. And then I would not be using Saber score if you have access to contest sims. All right. Uh, good question there. I, I clicked on this one from Aaron, so I'm just going to hit it. So should uh, sort by projection or sort by projection in NHL late swap if you guys are not simming? Uh, well, in, in my opinion, so so we are contest simming. So we're just not doing live contest sims. So we still have the field lineups, which are are which make up the ownership projections. So you can go to contests. You could go to field lineups. You can go and you could see, you know, the field lineups that are being used for our NHL ownership projections. And, and there's 3,000 field lineups for NHL. So you can still run a contest sim after, but what's happening is like for NBA, we're, we have 13 different buckets of ownership. So in each one, a contest represents a bucket. So like flagship MME, we're using, you know, the $15, 150 max ownership. So as ownership comes out, like a game locks, the ownership becomes available. We're pulling that information in and then we're rebuilding ownership for the rest of the slate. We're not doing that right now with NHL. So like that is like one of the major key differences there. So I think it's still fine to use the contest sim, just to close the loop. Uh, you're just using it with the pre-slate ownership, basically, and not like the in-slate ownership or or the rebuilt version of the ownership as the slate goes on. But the other important thing there, you know, like one thing to kind of talk about is that, you know, in NHL, there's not as many like late scratches. So there isn't like this huge news that breaks and where guys become huge value and then just like completely flips the slate on its head, you know, they're, they're, that type of news isn't as prevalent. And so it makes late swapping not as valuable uh, as it is for something like NBA. All right. Question from Michael. Michael said, I have a Super Bowl question for this quiet sports day. I noticed that I had the optimal lineup in my 5,000 lineup pool, but it unfortunately didn't make my actual lineups. I see that the large field Millie maker where it was unique. It had a minus 70% pre-lock SIM ROI, but a post-lock SIM ROI of 596%. What factors cause such a large disparity between pre-lock and post-lock SIM ROI? Is it driven largely by the fact that it was actually unique in a 400,000 plus size field rather than merely unique in a 20,000 size SIM field? Do you have any tips for identifying lineups that might have such a large pre and post-lock disparity in massive contests where there is more value in being different? Okay. So very good question here. So, you know, there's, there's two major differences between the pre and post-lock sims. So one of them you kind of touched on is that just like the raw size of the contest, you know, in an NFL showdown, we have the biggest field lineups as like the biggest set we offer, which is 20,000. But when you're playing a contest that has, you know, put it's, it's pushing 500,000 entries. That is still just like a snapshot of the actual size. And, you know, that is the biggest showdown contest of the year. Um, I'm like almost positive of that. So it's just, it, it is incredibly like massive in size. So that's going to be one thing. And then two, you know, is just like how the actual ownership and lineup combinations come in. Like you could be right on the ownership projections, but you could be wrong in like the, 
the way that they got there. So like maybe, you know, your exposures were right, like in the field lineups, but maybe the, 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 the field built their rosters in a very like unconventional way that the field lineups didn't take into account. So that's why, you know, the post contest sim is always like better to use because you're using all the lineups. You're using the actual lineups. You're seeing how many times they were actually duplicated as opposed to being uh, projected duplicates. So, um, in my opinion, you know, that contest in particular is just extremely hard to contest him just because of the, the massive, massive size. So, uh, that's probably like what I would chalk it up to. And then, you know, there is like some variance, you know, Max Steinberg's talked about this a little bit when we were doing our NFL review shows during the season is just that there is variance in how likely a lineup is to be duped where, you might be looking in, you know, whatever optimizer you're using and then seeing like, oh, hey, the geo mean of this lineup is low. Hey, you know, this lineup has no dupes in the contest sim. You know, this is a good lineup to play. Well, then, hey, you know, somebody else might be seeing that same information and and getting to that lineup as well. Then now it's duped, you know, three times or something like that. So there's like a little bit of variance between like how how likely a lineup is to be duped. I think that's more of like a, uh, a range than like an exact number there. That's why product ownership geometric mean are great, but they're not like an end all be all where it's like, Oh no, this is, this is below the geo mean threshold. It's definitely going to be unique. That's like not 100% true. It's a tool to use to get you more closer to unique lineups, but it doesn't mean that, Hey, this lineup is guaranteed to be unique. All right. Let me know if there's any follow up there. Gonna hit this next question. Question says, in the profit plan, if I wanted to play more more than one sport, is it two point five to five percent per sport or per slate or per day? So, so technically, this is per correlated slate, uh, where basically, like, if you're playing, you know, NBA tomorrow, like if I go to NBA tomorrow, you know, if you're playing the main slate and the turbos and the night slate and all these games are on all these slates, then it would be 2.5 to 5% total. Now, you know, if you were playing them, if you're playing NBA and then you're also playing NHL, you know, those slates are completely uncorrelated and different. And so it'd be okay to do 2.5 to 5% on each of those slates. That's how we define it. Okay, next question. Since Saber Score will change the ranking of your lineups when the metrics considered are updated, when is it generally advised to run a rebuild for NHL? I understand when to do it for NBA since we are notified of a significant projection change, but I haven't quite grasped how to handle it with NHL. Okay, so good question here. Um, I actually think I have something for you guys here. So I was actually talking about this with one of, the NHL grinders on our team today. And basically what he told me is that he kind of approaches it like this. So, so, you know, the late swap process isn't as straightforward in, in NHL as it is for like a sport like NBA. So, you know, he kind of gave me some like ideas about, Hey, like this is typically what my NHL late swap process looks like and kind of the approach that he takes. So, but what he shared with me is that, you know, he doesn't run any late swaps unless he sees that someone that was previously projected and in his lineups is ruled out. So 
his reasoning for not swapping after most of the Sims is that, you know, he's pretty happy with his lineups and his portfolio. And uh, before the new Sims are run, you know, he spends some time tinkering, getting his stack types right, all those things. And he doesn't want to make changes to his entire set because like the majority of his lineups aren't going to be affected. So it, he he's worried that he could indeed end up making his lineups worse in a very small time crunch where he doesn't have as much time to like kind of fine tune those lineups and stacks and everything. So um, basically like what he said is like the, the changes don't make the majority of my current lineups meaningfully worse or the lineups I could be swapping to meaning, meaningfully better like they do in NBA. So the Sims that run right before a game are usually related to line changes for a couple of the less important players. And he doesn't want to change all of his lineups just to get a slightly better stack in a handful of them. So not late swapping for changes in NBA has massive opportunity cost, while in NHL it doesn't matter nearly as much. So kind of a sequence that, that he suggested is, hey, you know, use the red quick swap icon as an indicator to let you know if you have an out player in your lineups and if you need to swap. And then once you see the lightning bolt, this is kind of like the workflow that he suggests for swapping uh, until he has no more out players in his lineup. So number one, is it a goal? Is it a goalie? If so, just use quick swap for best on the same team because you're just going to one for one replace the goalies from the team. Number two is, do I still have out players in my lineups after I do that? Um, if so, go to the contest tab and use the plus magnifying glass to see the lineups that contain those players. And then number three, you know, is it a goalie? Uh, are the majority of the skaters in that lineup from locked games already? If so, you know, quick swap best available is probably just the best option there. Just get high projected points. Um, is the goalie paired with skaters from unlocked games? If it's a skater, then, you know, are they part of any stacks? If they are part of a stack, just use quick swap from best from the same team. Is the out player a one-off? If so, just use quick swap best available. Do you still have out players? Okay, let's late swap, but let's only late swap lineups that contain an out player. And at this point, you know, do you have any more out players? If no, then, you know, save those lineups and upload them. So kind of like this, like back and forth. Hey, is it a goalie? Hey, is it a skater? Hey, is a skater on a stack? Hey, is a skater a one-off? So kind of like a very uh, lineup by lineup based approach there. And then he said, you know, you can argue that it makes more sense to start with with um, to start with the late swap only lineups containing out players uh, when you're short on time. But the difference would be marginal at best. And I would rather just get things updated as fast as possible. So that was some advice that, that he re relayed to me here. So I really hope that that helps you guys in your own NHL processes here. So uh, shout out to, to Chris for helping out. All right, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Uh, Josh said, does Saber Sim do college basketball? So we do not. So just a quick one here. Uh, if you go to all slates, you click this sport drop down. So everything in this list, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There are like 17 sports here. Uh, USFL and XFL did merge. So this is going to be UFL. Last year we had XFL Sims, uh, but we don't have soccer, COD, and college basketball. Those are the three out of the 17 here in the list that we do not have Sims for. We do still have the slates up in the app, so you can use our optimizer to build, but would have to provide your own projections. All right, question from Chuck. Are the Sim win rates displayed at the portfolio level 
a good estimate of top 1% equity? Uh, I would say no. And the reason for that is, you know, a lot of these contests are bigger. You know, when you're talking about like a contest that has, you know, 14,000 entries, 20,000 entries, 25, 35,000, you know, and you're looking at win rate, like win rate is literally like how often the lineup came in first place. Second place doesn't matter. 10th place doesn't matter. You know, if you're looking for top 1% out of 35,000, you know, you're looking for like the top 350 and, and win rate isn't going to tell you that. So I wouldn't try and use win rate as a proxy for top 1% equity. All right. Sam Dizzle said, thanks. That helps a lot. Appreciate that. Andrew slash Chris. Yeah, man. Uh, we were just talking about that. And, uh, I think just cause there's a lot of NHL questions coming in right now. And he shared that with me earlier today. So, uh, good timing there and happy to give you a nice detailed answer, but all right. Uh, we are all caught up in with questions in both the office hours channel and the YouTube chat. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Really looking forward to tomorrow's show. It is Thursday. NBA is back. PGA is back. NHL still going on. So it should be a fun day here. So until tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, everybody, I will talk to you guys then. Thanks. Take care. Good luck. Bye.